So I'm a photographer and I've been to weddings for people from different religions. And it's interesting sometimes to be at those weddings and see some of the practices, some burning of incense and some digging of holes. And sometimes they would do some chanting and stuff. And then being there as a Christian and seeing all of it, it kind of seems a little... I don't want to use the word weird, but I'll use the word weird for lack of a better word. But it's interesting that this week in our readings, when we see all the regulations being presented for from God by Moses to the people of Israel, some of them resemble the same kind of things that I've seen at these weddings and I've thought of as weird. And that's interesting to me because then it makes me wonder, okay, first of all, these things aren't as weird as I probably thought they were. And then second of all, what makes the Israelites following these quote-unquote weird stuff different from these other religions that did some of the same kind of practices? For instance, one of the things we read this week was the mixing of a certain kind of perfume. And it was, and the ingredients were given, specific ingredients were given by God. And they were to be followed to the T. And no one was supposed to make these, replicate this perfume and use it for anything else other than, and use it for anything else. No one was supposed to do that. It was only supposed to be created and used for the purpose that it was created for. And if anyone did replicate it and use it for anything else other than the purpose that God had set aside for it to be used for, they should be cut off from the people. But the first question that comes to mind is, what makes these practices different from the practices of any other religion and i think the simple answer is the fact that these practices and regulations came from directly from god the one and only true god now we can go into arguments about who is the one and only true god but we know who it is so i'm going to leave that there for now the other question though that comes to mind is why is it that we as christians today don't need to follow those same rules and regulations, especially since they came from the one and true God. Wouldn't we be acting in disobedience? And I guess the simple answer here might be that because Jesus came and died for our sins. But I think there's some more detail to that that we could probably sit and think for a little bit to kind of understand why. In Hebrews, it talks about the fact that all those rules and regulations were just a foreshadowing of what worship should be. And then it also tells us that the problem with the rules and regulations that were presented in the Levitical covenant, the problem really was the people and the heart of the people, not necessarily the law itself, because we could never keep the law. And you could see that throughout the history in the Bible. No one was ever able to keep the law to a T. And then in Galatians, the, the writer there says, in Galatians 2 verse 21, it says, For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. So immediately you can see that if we could keep the law, then Christ wouldn't have had to come. But there's an interesting thing about Christ's life that I think is a little bit of the detail that we need to get into to, to understand why is it that we don't have to follow all these rules and regulations. There's a man named R.C. Sproul that has a statement, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And the statement says, not only did Jesus die for us, he also came and lived for us. And the understanding is that he came and lived out the law and fulfilled it. 
so that he could be perfect. Um, the Bible says, Jesus says that he came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. And he fulfilled the law by living it out in his life. And then now because of that, he is the perfect sacrifice that could stand in the gap between us and God to bridge the relationship. So after living out the life and completing the law, now he stands in the gap when he died for our sins. So when we don't live up to the law, um, we are covered over by what it is that Jesus Christ has done when we believe in, in, in his name. And that is why we don't need to follow the law like that anymore. However, that doesn't mean that we can live any way we want to live. Now that Christ has done what he has done and completed the work, he has imparted us his Holy Spirit so now that we can live we can live life through being empowered by him. When we go further into Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it talks about what the Holy Spirit produces inside of us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. If you want to know that the Holy Spirit is living in somebody, the fruits that will be displayed are these things. And then it goes on to say, that against these things, there is no law. So automatically, you should understand from that, that if one is living out by the power of the Spirit and producing, and these things are being produced in their life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that person won't act against the law. Let me say it another way. Essentially, if the Spirit is guiding you and it is producing these things in you, you will essentially fulfill the law and we are called to do that. But the difference is that instead of trying to do it on our own, now we have this, the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ who fulfilled the law in perfection and then died for our sins so that we could have that power to, to live a life, a better life, and to essentially live according to what the law requires holiness being set free from the law of sin and decay. So let us reflect on these things as we go through the next week and go through our lives. Lord, I pray that you'll continue to help us to understand what it means to live according to the power of your Holy Spirit. And I pray Lord, that you will empower us through your Holy Spirit to produce these things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control Lord, so that your kingdom can be established and people can come to know who you are and also come to believing you and put their trust fully in you so that you can be Lord and Savior of their lives as well. We give you thanks and we continue to commit this Bible reading to you and your, and your faithfulness in keeping us faithful. We give you thanks in your son's name we pray. Amen. Love and blessings be unto you.